Blog Talk Radio. John Party and one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with the red wine. Bonsoir, darling. What's going on? Hey, what it do? All right. We got a... Looks like, uh, Kathia, are you in the house? <laughs> Hello, I'm Kettle. here. Kettle, what's here? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Cool. What's happening, Kat? Not too much. How y'all doing? Everything is cool. I'm just fine and dandy. Good, good, good. All right. How's everybody? I'm good for a Friday night in the middle of Black History Month. What do you think about all this off and on weather? Man. Yeah, it's been crazy. I usually put on my long johns and wear them all winter, but damn, I don't know where to put them on and take them off. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was you don't in know the market what the wind is you know, I was in the market to buy a new winter coat, jacket rather. I left it in my <laughs> shopping cart for like four or five days because I figured, do I really need this now? I don't know. Nope, mm. not right now. This is a, as people have been saying, this is a mild winter. So uh, haven't seen too much snow, just some dust in here and there. Well, it sounds like the groundhog didn't know what he was talking about when he said we're going to have six <laughs> more weeks of winter. Oh, I'm like, where is oh, it? Really? Yeah. Don't know. Hope that winter, hope that winter gets mild for real so, on that gas bill because it ain't mild as far as that gas bill is concerned. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, well, well. Okay, so look, uh, the question I want to run run around the table tonight uh, is, uh, I was reading how uh, Eddie Murphy was getting some flack on what he said at the, uh, he won that Golden Globe. I think it was. Yeah, that Golden Globe, uh, what what do they call it? The Lifetime thing? Some kind of specialty thing and all that. Now, and you know, what gets me again is that... uh, like I said before, when it came, and I just want to get y'all's opinion on this, and I'll have my opinion on the back end of it. Like I said before, you know, just like Chris Rock, and, and I'm really crossing these brothers off my list in some respect when they all team up like that, you know, and this, let me give you a list of the brothers so far. You got uh, Chris Rock, you got Dave Chappelle, you got um, Kevin Hart, and you got... Uh, Eddie Murphy, okay? Now, these brothers have made it their business to keep Will Smith in their particular, uh, in their act, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And Eddie Murphy, again, 
to come out and, you know, make that thing where he's getting people's attention about pay your taxes and all that and, and mind your business. And then when you said the thing about Will Smith, you know, referencing that. Now, first of all, at some point in a career of veteran people, veteran black people, you know, we have to really pull back on shit, you know, and let dead dogs lie. Because just like Chris Rock came out there and talked about Jada, there was plenty of white folks in the audience she could have talked about, that he could have talked about. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He went straight for black people. Went right for the juggler of black people. And then Eddie Murphy, when he won a prestigious award, he goes out there and he brings up the same shit with that. Now, that, as far as I'm concerned, that's old news. You got a you got a movie out now called uh, You People, I think it's called. Isn't that what it's called? You People. It's a good flick. I saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, shouldn't you be promoting your shit instead of... Because every time you say something, it's going to be a 50-50 vow on it. You know what I mean? 50%, 50% of your fans are going to say, you know, oh, it was funny. Ha, ha, ha. But the other 50% are going to say, well, I like Will Smith. I mean, it's just like life is just like the Super Bowl. You got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You talk to some people, I'm going for the Eagles. I'm going for the Chiefs. And when you say something like that, there's people out there that still love Will Smith. And they seeing what he's going through and all that jazz. And sure, he did some righteous stuff by doing that. But sometimes we got to look at who drew first blood. Why do we always go after the second person? We don't look at the person that trips you. We go after the person that you punch in the face after you get tripped. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. But, but the question tonight is, there was a bunch of people out there that Eddie Murphy could have made a joke about. He also, like Chris Rock, went for black people. So what do you think about that? Again. Again. I, I don't know what he said. He said uh, things you got to do in Hollywood to, to have a long career. Mm-hmm. He said pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep my wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. Oh, He was okay. mocking, you know, what Will Smith okay, said. Okay, okay. And he was laughing, ha, 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 and after that he walked off the stage with his award. Ah. That's how they closed out his acceptance speech. Okay. So... You know, now, could you have said anything else? Could you have let them dead dogs lie, promote your movie? You know what I mean? These are grown-ass fucking millionaires, okay? And go ahead, go ahead. Give me your views on it. Um, oh, me first? Uh, I do. I have to say, now that you explain what, what he actually said, mm-hmm. to me, that was unnecessary. I understand comedians, you know, do what they do. But I still feel like there's a line at some point, especially after all of what that stirred up in the first place. Exactly. I mm-hmm. don't really feel like that was tasteful, put it that way. And, you know, like you just said, why we always go after each other? Exactly. So, yeah, I think it was unnecessary and definitely distasteful. Kettle, what you think? Um, you guys referring to the flap itself or how things transpired or um No, we just talking about what Andy Murphy I, said when he got his award. The comment that he did you I don't know if you saw when he won oh, his award at at the Golden Globes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, um, he won the award at the Golden Globe and he said yeah. he was tell, talking to people about advice for everybody mm-hmm. and he said uh, right. you know. Um, yeah. So you thought it was uh, distasteful? So you just asking our opinion? Um, he's a comedian. I mean, I mean what do you think? You I know. mean, I'm, that, that's just my opinion. But what do you think why, of him saying that 
after all the stuff that went down at the Oscars, you're going to put that right. same smear at the Golden Globes right. as black folks again. So what do you think about that situation? I just look at it as just being comedy. Sometimes I think we just reach too far and just make things bigger than what it is. It was just a comedic type of, uh, you know, that's, that's just who he is, Eddie Murphy. He's a, he's a comedian. So... I just took it as that and, and kept kept going. That's it. I mean, I didn't make it a big deal. I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, and like I just said, sometimes I, think, I just think that we as blacks, we just take stuff too far. The slap happened. Get over with what he said, made a comment about it. He's a, he's a comedian. So I just took it at that. I didn't think too much of it. So... That's my no. I just didn't think too much of it. Okay. All right. Well, my views on it is this here. First of all, Chris Rock came out and made a comment to Jada. Now, all those other white folks in the audience, okay? And it seems like just like in life, we're always comfortable. It's like white folks always comfortable with black people. You know what I mean? They can let they, you know... It burdens down. And and all that went through what it went through. But then here's Eddie Murphy won a prestigious award at the Golden Globes. And all you could say was then you got everybody's attention when you gave you, look, some things I'm going to give some advice on what you do for your career. And everybody's listening because most people in the audience are new people to the business and stuff like that. So they, he had everybody's undivided attention. He said, pay your taxes, and people took it serious. Mind your business, took it serious. Then also the last thing he says is, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Mocking Will Smith, I'm like, my brother, I understand you're a comedian. Okay, but you're a millionaire. Will Smith's a millionaire. Chris Rock's a millionaire. Dave Chappelle's a millionaire. Kevin Hart's a millionaire. You black motherfuckers need to back off of that shit and start doing something different. Sure, you made people laugh in the audience, but like I said earlier, anything you do in life is going to have a 50-50 reach on it. 50% of the people will laugh, and the other 50% will like the underdog. It's just like the Super Bowl. Who do you like, the Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs? It's right down the middle. I mean, let's talk about some Eddie Murphy's life, his divorce. You now chasing white women, like, like you know, uh, Michael Jordan, whatever. You know what I mean? What is, is that your achievement is to get a white trophy wife? I mean, what if somebody, you said he's a comedian. Why don't somebody do some comedic shit about his life, his divorce, all his children, and all that jazz? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can always shoot at people when that bullet's coming back at your ass. That's when you say, oh, shit. You love the gun laws and shit until that fucking bullet's coming back at you. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my opinion on it. I just think that there's a lot of white folks in the audience. Why don't we start talking about Brad Pitt and his situation or, or the other dude or, you know, most of the people in that uh, Ocean's Eleven group and all them people. Are, you know, why, why don't we talk about what's the name? What is the crazy ass at the uh, Grammys? Uh, ben Affleck looking all crazy and shit. Why does somebody comment on that? Because we don't fuck with white people. We give them a pass every time. I don't understand it. But anyway, that's our initial conversation on that. Uh, Kettle, can you give us a rundown for the night? Okay, sure can. Appreciate it. All right. Rundown tonight. We got a lot to talk about. In focus, 
Nicaragua frees more than 200 political prisoners. Also, hope of rescue fading in Syria and Turkey. And 10 former players sue NFL's benefits plan. Also, a cocktail of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we got to uh, lighten it up with weird news. Indian government asked citizens to hug cows on Valentine's Day. Okay. And Pennsylvania firefighters removed cake pan from two-year-old's head. And company offers whiz empty lube to keep Philly fans from climbing during Super Bowl. I'm just saying with red wine, the roller coaster of racism. Also, Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kissing list, and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for In Focus. And Kettle, you're in first position. What are you focused All on right. tonight? Okay, let's see. I'm tripping out on these 200 uh, prisoners. And guess where they're coming to? Um, the prisoners, uh, many of them detained by Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega, amid a crackdown on critics and political opponents, arrived on Thursday at Dallas International Airport in the VA. Wow. Mm-mm. Among the 222 individuals were political and business leaders, um, journalists, civil society representatives, and students. Um, regulations between the U.S. and Nicaragua have been uh, strained due to the arrest um, by Ortega and his wife. Um, Vice President Rosario Murillo, in 2021, Ortega and Murillo detained several political opponents and prevented opposition parties from participating in the country's election. Okay. So the Nicaraguan uh, embassy in D.C. did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Um, a Nicaraguan judge denounced the prisoners as traitors being deported to the U.S. Okay. This is why. Um, Ortega has claimed the prisoners were detained in their involvement in plots to overthrow him 
during the 2018 protests about police violence and changes in the country's social society system. Wow. The U.S. government is providing medical and legal support to the newly released prisoners to ease their arrival. Interesting. What do you guys think about that? that <laughs> Ooh. I don't understand why did they send them here. What Did the U.S. make some kind of deal with Nicaragua? I don't understand. That's what it seems like. Um, we, we're definitely it's getting this is crazy. We're getting people from everywhere. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's 200 prisoners? That's a lot. I don't get it. Who just is ratchet and everybody is just, you know, fresh out to, whew, I tell you, boy, this, this, whew. I can't but why even why make a take. deal like that? that? That's just crazy. But they're saying that these prisoners are uh, political and business leaders, journalists, civil um, society representatives and students. So why in the world were they detained anyway? Why were they in prison anyway? That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't appreciate it. I don't care what they did. If they did something to get locked up, why would the Mm -hmm. U.S. allow 200 prisoners to be sent here from Nicaragua? I don't get it. So it, it from what I'm reading in this article, it says the Nicaraguan judge denounced the prisoners as traitors being deported to the U.S. So maybe they were U.S. citizens, and they were in Nicaragua doing whatever they do, being a journalist, a civil rights leader or something, political person or business person, and they were of, um, you know, came from the United States. But they were detained mm. in in Nicaragua, so they said, "Okay, y'all traitors, y'all this, y'all that." So we're deporting you back to the United States because they do that here. If something happens here, um, a lot of times they'll deport other people back to their own country and let them deal with them. So that's what this sounds like. That these were but that's US a lot citizens. of people. You know, it if is. it was like twenty or thirty, that would sound like it might make sense. But two hundred? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that sounds kind of shaky to me. And and like Papa Didi said, everything is being dumped on us. I mean, like who else is gonna come? Come on. And they they talk about different you know things going on, variants and all that. I mean, you bringing other people from other countries here, but it sounds like that they were U.S. citizens already, and they were detained over there. So. Um, whatever trouble they were in, the Nicaraguan government said, okay, we're releasing you, but we're releasing you back to U.S. So, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? Enough is enough? <laughs> yeah, we. I'm telling you, we are getting people from all over the place anymore today. It's just, and, and the sad part about it is that when people come here, I, I read something how the people over in uh, Ukraine, people, when they come over here, they immediately qualify mm. for SSI, mm. and wow. we have a ton of we have a ton of black people that are still on the list waiting for SSI. I mean, SSI is a situation where you know you get the, the eligibility for housing. Mm. You know, when you have the housing mm-hmm. situation, the rent is thirty six, thirty eight dollars, forty five dollars, and the government pays the balance of it and things like that. I mean, first of all, are we going to run out of are we going to run out of housing? 
or you know what I mean where is it all going to go at yeah and it wants yeah, people I that are and I, and I don't so in some respect I don't recommend people that are written to to do that because not don't recommend it but this is something that's your rental property and now you're renting mm-hmm. to people that when they get there they're going to just flop down up in there you know and we try to get, mm-hmm. get try to get rid of them. Like say you want to sell the house or something like that. You know they're mm-hmm. gonna wonder, well, why are we being put out? Kind of situation because you know they're coming over on a sympathy level, and they're gonna hold that sympathy the whole time. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm speculating, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, you you can you can you can really create a monster. So uh, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know. We and if Republicans get back into presidency, it's going to be a real mess. Because they're going to be trying to stop it and, you know, and put the in right. the cages again with aluminum foil on top of people. That little thing they call a blanket that's made of aluminum foil. You know, oh, yeah. You've seen if that. they put on so. all those children. Yeah. That they separated so. from their parents mm. under 45's that's administration. Yeah, your boy. That's just, yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so we, the next couple of years really leave a lot to. Uh, that's why I say you got to get out and vote because uh, time is flying. I mean, we're already in mid, you know, mid February. You know, we already dropped the ball in uh, in New York saying Happy New Year, and we're, we're you know, we're almost mid February. Mm-hmm. So look how t- fast time is going. You know? Okay, I've got some news. One of the interns just handed me an update on this Nicaraguan story. Those people are considered to be political prisoners. These 200 people were not from the U.S. These were people who are Nicaraguan, who were opposers to uh, President uh, Ortega in Nicaragua. Basically, these are the people who spoke out against him, who called him out for his bull crap, and he put them in prison. Typical of a dictator situation. It's like, if you don't get with my program, I'm going to lock you up. If you say things I don't like, I'm going to lock you up. If you do what I say not to do, I'm going to lock you up. So all of these people were in that category of political prisoner. So it's not like they were out here killing people and doing stuff like that. They just spoke out against the stuff that Ortega was doing. And Ortega somehow worked out something and sent them all to the U.S. Still doesn't make sense. But at least yeah. that's what it, what it is. Wow, that's crazy. Why would we agree on 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 that? Period. Something like that. This is crazy. I don't. We know. can't save the world. I, I, you know, that 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 crap just gets on my nerves. We can't save the whole world. We just can't. No. And like what Papa Didi was just saying about the uh, Social Security SSI. If people can apply for that, you got people here, citizens that have been on a waiting list yeah. trying to get Ooh, you Social Security benefits and whatnot. And housing is limited. And also, when you apply for SSI, you're, you're like if you're going to rent your house as an SSI, the inspection is pretty vigorous. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to, they consider, you know, I was going to put a house on SSI market. They consider what room they consider a room. you got to have proper heat in that room in order to be, because some people, they want to say I have a four-bedroom when it's really just a hallway or some kind of yeah. attic or whatever. And SSI, people say, because the more you can rent, the bigger you can get. And, it, and it's such a racket, too, if you're really a, a slumlord, so to speak, because the tenants only got to pay about $80 a month. Mm-hmm. And it's then the bad, government right? sends you a check for $1,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, it's, man. That's, that SSI is a, 
Well, that's similar to the whole Section 8 thing. You know, if you have a property that you rent out for Mm -hmm. Section 8, you know, low-income housing, and you only charge your tenants like 50 to 80, $75, the government sends you that check. That's all in the same... In that same bucket. In the same bucket, exactly. SSI, Section 8, and all that, you know, everything got new names down to it also. They've minimized the different names having stuff out there. And everybody got called stuff different names. I remember up in New Jersey... You know, the, the Division of Youth and Family Services is called diapers. Mm-hmm. That's all you hear different people talk about. Well, baby mama, I'm going to send your ass to diapers. I'm going to uh, send your ass to diapers. Diapers is like the, the kingpin word in New Jersey. Anyway, that's an inside joke for New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, okay. I, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Oh, all right, on next story. That. Next story. All, all right. right. I, this is a sad one. Have you all been watching uh, the rescue going on in Syria and Turkey with that yeah. earthquake? Yeah. The the numbers for how many people that they have declared dead has just been like through the roof. It is so sad. Right now, and this is as of this afternoon, there's more than 23,000 people that have died in Turkey and Syria after this uh, earthquake swept through the region on Monday. Uh, the rescue workers have been, I mean, these people have been racing, like stuff you have I've never seen anything like it. People are working, digging through the rubble, trying to save anybody who might possibly still be buried alive, and all of that stuff that came down, buildings and stuff just, boom, just fell. And people are using, like, bare hands, digging trying to find anybody who's still alive. They've been rescuing. I saw earlier today they rescued a a mother and a newborn baby. The woman had just given birth, apparently, when the building crashed. So they they were able to find her under all of that rubble and the newborn baby. Um, They said that there's been over, like, 80,000 injuries across both countries, uh, the the magnitude of the earthquake was like 7.8, which is major. It struck about 14.2 miles east of one city in Turkey and about 14.0 miles uh, on the other side. And they're saying that this is one of, right now, the deadliest earthquakes in 20 years. This thing, I mean, anytime you see the reports, all you see is people out there just working as fast as they can, trying to look for any signs of life. Um, different countries have been sending over the, I don't know what kind of dogs those are, what they call them, the dogs that... The divers. Yeah. They sniff for, well, they're sniffing for hopefully signs of life or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not. But those people have, I have to take my hat off to the way that these people have been working hard. Um, a lot of different countries, uh, France yesterday has ple- pledged to give uh, 12, almost $13 million to the Syrians that are impacted. Um, that was according to their foreign ministry. They're saying that that aid is going to be channeled through the United Nations um, to handle, you know, however they're going to disperse that. Um, other nations have been making contributions, uh, United Kingdom, They've pledged an additional $3.64 million 
to the organization called White Helmets, and I guess those are the workers who typically wear the white helmets that are out there trying to help, trying to rescue people. I mean, this thing happened on Monday. They're still finding people alive as of yesterday. That, to me, is just, that's God. Anytime Mm. you're under pounds and pounds of rubble, no food, no water, no hope in some cases, and they're still finding, and what was interesting is they were finding a lot of children. Did you see that? They were finding children, finding them alive. I mean, you know, they were banged up, but they were alive. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the long, the short of it is if you're interested in donating to try to help with the relief efforts, uh, Red Cross, well, it's the International Federation of the Red Cross and the Red Crescent Society. You can look up their website if you want to donate something or if you just want to see what they're doing and how they're working it. CNN had some stuff on their website to, you know, give you uh, a direct link to where you can get that information. But, yeah, they say the deadliest global earthquake so far was in Haiti back in 2010, and that was where, like, 225,570 uh, 225, people were killed, and that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the damage from that Haiti earthquake was uh, topped $11 billion. Yeah, Haiti, Haiti, Haiti gets... Haiti got Haiti slammed. Haiti always gets slammed. They get slammed so on everything. It's so sad, you know. Between the hurricanes, tsunamis, Yeah, it's so sad. It's the, the poorest countries. And then, you know, people take their time going over to help. But then when, when it's a place like the Netherlands or or something like, uh, let's say, Amsterdam or, you know, some type of white face type of it. I, I don't like to put things, everything so racial, but, but damn it, it is, you know. It's almost like when there's something that has to do with, you know, uh, a fair complexion, help just comes out of the woodwork. Yeah, well, look like at that, all these millions you know. of dollars that, you know, is given being given right now to Syria and Turkey. Well, that's you a know. good thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing, but you, you made a valid point. How many millions of dollars did the U.K. and France and other countries give to Haiti? I mean, I know that there was a major push in the beginning, but just like with Puerto Rico, when Puerto Rico got slammed the last last time, because Puerto Rico got hit back-to-back, but that last time, it was pretty quiet on the relief front. When Trump was over there throwing paper towels around like he was giving a shit. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, so that's what's going on with the hurricane. I'm sorry, with the earthquake release. So y'all pray for them because they're going through it. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, story I have, which is, which is so ironic because it's so close to the Super Bowl, and um, you know, ten former players are suing the U.S. I mean, the U.S. Are suing the NFL for benefits over, uh, you know. They're saying that their tactics are really just un- unscrupulous. You know, they're they're really like they're trying to get their medical benefits, and, and the NFL is like just pussyfooting around with things. You know, it's a mess. Anyway, like ten retired uh, NFL players. Now these are people that to put their you know blood, sweat, and tears out for the game. And let me let me remind you that you can't even put a price on the NFL. You know, you say certain businesses is worth a certain billion, whatever. 
NFL is just like the, it's almost like the heartbeat of the world anymore. You know what I mean? Now, just think about what they're doing this coming weekend, you know, less than 48 hours away. That grand, grandioso situation they got, they can afford to pay the military to do a flyover and pay a bunch of entertainers and set up all kind of uh, tents and everything for, do you realize how many, I'm just, I'm preempting this story because do you realize how many networks are down in Arizona right now to cover this Super Bowl? Do you realize everybody from A to Z has their own tent, their own trailer, and they're out there reporting things. ESPN is losing their mind with property they done took down there. Sure the different people that own property is making a fortune on every place they're trying to camp out. Then you got the NFL Network who runs the whole move. They're all set up down there. And every sports analyst that you see on TV is sitting their ass in Phoenix right now. And they all got their hotels. And they got and then the city of Arizona, they're making a fortune because for the is that for the um the convenience they have now is that a lot of these stadiums are when you go out west or Texas and all, because uh, I believe Dallas Stadium is in what you call uh, Irvine, Texas, mm-hmm. which is a few miles from, from Dallas. And you have um, this here is in, was it Scottsdale, I think they call it, Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, it's like 10, 12 miles from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But Phoenix is getting the brink of the the revenue when it comes to the hotels and stuff. And everybody in the rental cars. And all that jazz. So the NFL is just making a fortune. Now, let's talk about this story here, just to preempt that. Now, 10 former players are suing the NFL because their benefits are being, like, you know, jeopardized. All right? So 10 10 retired NFL players have filed a class action lawsuit against the league benefits plan. The Board of Trustees and the uh, Commissioner, Roddy Gazelle, on Thursday, accusing them of uh, unscrupulous tactics to uh, wrongfully denying claims. Now, always remember this here. When it comes to claims, claims involves two people, medical and insurance. Now, insurance is in the business of not paying insurance, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't care whether you got State Farm, Living Mutual, Prudential, Progressive, whatever. Their mission is to not pay. That's why it's so hard. That's why I tell people, the younger you are, lock in life insurance. You know what I mean? And lock in whole life insurance. Term life insurance is for a term. The name is in the agreement. It's a term. How long do you want it? Till you're 60? Okay, what if I live to be 61? Then my term is kind of fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. So get whole life insurance and get it as young as you can or and get life insurance from a legitimate company that's not going to go out of business that you've been paying the money for 10, 20 years. And now you're looking to get paid to bury your ass or for your beneficiaries to bury your ass, and the company's out of business. So mess with people that are authentic, you know, Prudential and Liberty Mutual, or, but but get the best price. But, because you got on TV, they advertise life insurance company. Oh, you got $500,000 insurance for $21. Bullshit. You're not going to get $500,000 of insurance for $21. No fucking where. And even the insurance that comes on the Colonial, you know, they say nine ninety nine. How much is it? Nine ninety five. What's that? Nine ninety five a month. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. That they, long as they sell that insurance to one person for nine ninety nine a month, because I've called them, and their insurance is not nine ninety five. 
When you call them, they'll say, oh, because of your age, it's a buck sixty. Wait a minute, your commercial says nine ninety five. So Colonial Insurance Company is not nine ninety five, but they only gotta sell it to one person a year for nine ninety five in order to advertise it like that. And another thing when it comes to insurance, remember car insurance is like a car note. Okay? The, when you pay into it, make sure that the amount you have on your insurance balances out on the payment you put in. Don't get a ten thousand dollar policy for thirty years and you paid in forty thousand dollars into the policy and when you die you're only gonna get ten grand so do the math on how much you pay in a month toward the policy make sure that the policy does not exceed the payments and i think the the minimum amount of insurance you should get life insurance is fifty thousand dollars fifty thousand you that way they can bury your ass give you a nice tombstone and pay off some bills that $10,000 shit that credit unions send you and Mutual of Omaha, you know, you open your mail every fifth day, you get some shit. Oh, $10,000. $10,000 ain't shit. Believe me. I got news for you. $10,000, you will be cremating a motherfucker. All right? Excuse the expression. Anyway, let's get back to this story about the NFL. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how I got on that tangent. But anyway, now, like I said, the Super Bowl is coming up with billions of dollars that they're pouring into this. But 10 former players are suing the NFL over their benefits, all right? 10 retired NFL players filed a class-asset lawsuit against the NFL, okay? Because they feel like all their claims are being denied. Now, these guys got bad knees, bad legs, bad arms, bad this, bad that, whatever. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court of Maryland now, okay? Alleged that financially incentives, doctors are given additional cases if they deny more claims. What I tell you now? I told you that claims had to do with the medical and the insurance. And they're in the business of not paying your ass. And the NFL is no exception, okay? The complaints also accuse the defendants of um, disrupting the pattern of uh, erroneous and uh, arbitrary benefit denials, bad faith contracts, all kind of stuff, and other uh, unscrupulous tactics as a way of wrongfully denying disabled claims, okay? The disability claims were established by the league and the NFL Players Association as part of a collecting bargaining agreement. Okay, even though they put it into place, they don't want to pay it out. You know, it's so sad because these people, Tony Dorsett and people like that, that bust their ass, Marcus Allen and all these guys, now they're coming for the claims of their problems and they're saying, ah, that's denied. You know, you're just getting old. You're 65, motherfucker. Your legs are going to hurt kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's just a real interesting situation. And, and, you know, it's just when you look back at that, and that's why I talk about the NFL and everything going on with Phoenix and all that, because the NFL should be ashamed of itself. Roger Goodell should be ashamed of itself because even though they have this collecting bargain agreement going on, it's still insurance. It's still doctors, which means that the, the, the trickery is still in place. No matter what you got going on, no matter what companies you got going on, Liberty Mutual, whatever, you, you go out there and have a car accident, what does your car insurance company do? They drop your ass, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you had an accident. We dropped more. Fuck, I've been with you for 10 years. We don't give a shit. We're not in the business of paying out money. We're in the business of collecting money. Insurance companies like to collect money. They don't like to pay it out. So, boom. Like I said, just stay tuned for this because uh, this is on that we're going to keep this NFL situation in, in effect and um, stay up on that because the NFL should be ashamed because they got nine pounds of money. Oh, they got ten tons of money. They got money hanging out of their ass. That they are hassling people who have given 
Mm-hmm. Their, their physical body mm-hmm. for the sake of the game, made money for these teams, made money for these coaches, made money for everybody. And now that they need, you know, further medical attention, for them to be, you know, nickel and dime in them like that, that's not right. And mind you, Roger Goodell makes about what? Thirty-one million a year. If anybody got a computer or a laptop or like cell phone, pull up, money. pull up Roger Goodell's annual salary. That'll blow your mind. Okay. That's disgusting. Anyway, uh, we take a little CC break and come back with our uh, cocktail of the week. That sounds good. All right. Yeah. This is the Friday night pajama party. Uh, I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle and Red Wine. Okay. Hey, what do you do? All right. We got some, back on the got other some side. deep stuff coming up. Yeah. This is only the one quarter of the show. I got some major stuff on my topic of what's popping and living for the city. Okay, we'll be back on the other side of the break. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, Je suis Ben Rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. We'll be drinking tonight, uh, Kettle. Oh, my goodness. Um, we might need two of these because there's a correction of Roger Cadell's salary. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Six, mm-hmm. $63.9 million. Uh, Yeah, ain't that crazy? You just made yeah. my stomach and my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it. I told you. And they deny <laughs> claims that Roger Cadell making $63 million. He need to be shot crazy. in the pinky toe for that. That's All right, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Lord, we ready for a cocktail now. What you got for Not you? to mention what his staff is making because uh, – It's cocktail of the week. Okay, let me shut up. All right. <laughs> we'll come back to him. We're, see, we're she done put some duct calling. tape on my mouth, see? No, I'm, I'm just trying to keep Uh-oh. it moving. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying to get this cocktail now. What you got for me, Kevin? I'm thirsty. All right. The uh, number one crush – is kind of a cross between a Bramble and a French 75. This is called the number one crush uh, cocktail. Um, I'm going to do something different tonight. Uh, we're not going to do no brown liquor tonight, Papa. Um, mm-hmm. This is gin infused. 1.5 ounces of dry gin, gin of your choice, minus sapphire, of course. Um, point, uh, five ounces of Campari, uh, five ounces of fresh honey, point seventy-five ounces of fresh uh, lemon juice, point five ounces of fresh orange juice, and one muddled strawberry. Okay. We're going to shake all the ingredients, strain over ice into a glass, and top with a sparkling rosé. And we're going to garnish that with an orange slice. Also, a strawberry, uh, piece of strawberry, if you like, as well. This is called the number one crush cocktail. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, that was right fancy. I like that. <laughs> okay. Number one crush. All right, Kettle. Thank you so much uh-huh. for the number one crush. You're welcome. 
Brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment and Cattle. And uh, let's see, we're going to kick it over to Papa Didi. All right. Because it's time for the question of the night. What's popping, Papa Didi? Man, I tell you what, there's so much going on. I'm going to do a little brief synopsis of a few things going on. All right, what you got? First and foremost, now, as we know, the Super Bowl is Sunday. Okay? Now, very interesting Super Bowl. Me, myself, I'm from Philadelphia originally, so I'm an avid Philadelphia Eagles fan. Okay. Now, I, I, I do believe the Eagles are going to win because they took a stronger route going to the, to the Super Bowl. They had to go through the Giants first, who was on a roll big time. And then they went through the San Francisco 49ers. I actually thought they were going to lose to the 49ers because the 49ers got some hell of a good players, okay? But now, here's the problem, and I'm going to show you how God works, okay? 49ers had all this offense and all this defense, but the one problem they didn't have was a quarterback. Okay. They had your boy Galapio. You yeah, know, Jimmy G. Mr. Looks So Good. But his fine self. Yeah, Mr. Looks So Good. That's a fine man. Yeah, anyway. well, yeah he's got the chin and all that jazz. Anyway, <laughs> Joppio got hurt. And then he brought in a guy named Purdy, young boy. He was kicking ass, all right, and taking names. Won like six games in a row. Positioned them jokers for the number two seed, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank goodness the Eagles came in and actually won that last game to secure – the number one seed so San Francisco could come to Philadelphia. Now, San Francisco came to Philadelphia, and they only had two quarterbacks left, a guy named Purdy and a guy named Johnson. Now, Purdy was Mr. Uh, irrelevant because he was the last one picked in the draft. Okay? Wow. That means you're irrelevant. That's why they kept calling him that? Yeah, because that means nobody gives a fuck. Because oh. you're the last one picked in the draft. They just picked it to put a, a quarterback on the roster. Well, now, I'm going to show you how God works, okay? Now, I actually thought San Francisco was going to beat the Eagles because they were strong, serious. They got McCafferty. They got Kittle. They got uh, uh, Debo Samuels. I mean, vicious people. Okay? Vicious. Now, one of our defenders go in there, and they knock the hell out of the young boy Purdy. Okay? Oh. Messed up his wrist. He went back there like a young boy. He's only like 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He went and told your boy Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, I can't play no more. He was like a little baby. He looked like a baby anyway. Anyway, his arm was messed up, so he went out. Now, all of a sudden, this guy Johnson comes in. And Johnson couldn't do shit because he didn't get no snaps during the year. So Johnson messed up, so the Eagles rolled over San Francisco to everybody's surprise. But here's the kicker to it, and this is how God works. San Francisco lost a shirt like that in, in the public eye because of who they fucked a long time ago. Colin Kaepernick. Okay? Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I was in New Orleans when the Baltimore Ravens was playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember, Beyonce was the entertainment, and the lights went out in the stadium and all that shit. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. It yeah. Was a power failure. Power failure in the Superdome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Superdome is going to be in New Orleans next year. So, And my word of advice to people, when it comes to New Orleans, you ain't got to go to the Super Bowl. Just go to New Orleans during the Super Bowl. You'll have a great time. 
That's what I did when the Ravens played the 49ers and the Ravens beat them. Kaepernick was the quarterback and Beyonce was the entertainment. But what I'm saying is that this is the chickens coming home to roost Mm -hmm. on the 49ers' ass the way they screwed Kaepernick. They got screwed like crazy because they lost Geraldo. They lost uh, Purdy. And then this guy Johnson, I don't know Mm -hmm. where the hell they got him. I think he was hanging out in Walmart somewhere. He came out there and didn't do shit, and Eagles just rolled over them. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's the other side of it with the Kansas City Chiefs. They played two weeks ago the Cincinnati Bengals. The game was tied. All of a sudden, your boy limping around with a bad ankle, and what happened was one of the defenders for the Bengals pushed Mahomes out of bounds after he was out of bounds. It was a 15-yard penalty, which got them closer to the goalpost. With a few seconds left, they kicked the field goal and won the game. The game was tied at the time. So if it went into overtime after about, I think it was only like 30, 40 seconds left on the clock. So Cincinnati, I mean, Kansas City won that game to get to the Super Bowl by a field goal only on the backdrop of a penalty. The guy pushed Mahomes out of bounds. You can't push somebody out of bounds when they're going out of bounds. So they got a 15-yard penalty. They kicked the ball. And they said, yeah, this ain't, you know, this is our house. How does y'all house? Kansas City didn't, they, they won the game, but they didn't win the game. They won by a field goal. It was going to go in overtime. Eagles kicked the Giants' ass. They kicked San Francisco's ass. So who do you think is going to win this Super Bowl? Okay? That's the question. My money's on Philly. I hear All right. You. Now, is uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about black hair. Man, I'm gonna tell you what. I love my black sisters, okay. And I'm not talking about the ones that go to the hairdresser get the weaves and all that. I'm talking about the ones that go to the Korean store and just get this little floppy ass wig and they just drop it on their head. Now I'm trying to figure out. And that shit be hanging on their shoulders and halfway down their back. And I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're not even wearing no clothes to match that shit. I mean, and like I said, I'm not picking on my sister, but I have lately been seeing mop heads that have been blowing my mind. And I'm not knocking my beautiful black sisters. But damn. It just seems like the wig. I can, like I said, when you go and get the weave done, or hair, whatever you do at the salon, professionally done or whatever, that's cool. Do your thing. We all do it. I may put a little dark in my beard or whatever, you know, make my shit look a little younger. We all do what we do to keep our ego right. But, damn, when you throw one of them floppy-ass wigs on that you got from the Korean store, and you just wearing that shit, and then a lot of them are wearing it that aren't really that in shape. So now their plumpness, is now even making the wig look bad because their physical attributes does not match the wig. And I'm like, well, damn, sister. You know, and like I said, I'm not knocking my beautiful black sisters, but damn, do you think we don't notice this shit? What you think we walk around with blinders on? You think we ain't got no experience with women? You think we not trying to peep you as a whole from head to toe? See, a lot of women think that men, they just think we stupid. They think we just looking at tits and ass, and as long as we see tits and ass, we're just complete. That's bullshit. Maybe, you know, the dick slingers may be thinking like that, but a regular gentleman in the world today is looking at you as a whole. 
And some of y'all look so fucked up, it's not even funny. And I'm not making jokes with it. I'm being very serious. And I'm talking about the floppy heads, and you all see them. You know, I ride a train a lot. So I see I see sisters walking by, and I, I'm like, damn, it's just on there. And I wonder if there's any bobby pins in it. That's another thing. Wigs fall off because, you know, I'm from old school seeing, you know, my, my parents and grandparents, throw, they threw a thousand bobby pins in so the wig will stay on. Women nowadays, the fucking wig falls right off. Do they know about bobby pins? Do, let me ask you a question, Redwine. Do bobby pins still exist? Yes, they do. Right, do people still use them or what the hell? I, I don't know. Anyway, let me get off of that. But that's, that's, yeah, just, that's my uh, what's popping for tonight. You know, Kaepernick, you know, being the fact that San Francisco got out, that's a, that's a testimony to, to Kaepernick being screwed mm-hmm. back then. San Francisco, you know, go ahead, go to bed. You know, they ought to think about that. You know, what you do, come back to haunt your ass. Yep. And and my sisters, go to hairdresser and get that shit done a little more. Or, or find you a nice young sister in the hood to hook you up. But just going to the Korean store, popping that hood, that, that wig on and not even fucking, you know. Anyway, I'm going to leave it alone before I get oh, put out of business. <laughs> From football oh. to Bobby Pins. Woo-wee. That was I'm I ain't talking about nobody. Okay. I'm not. I love my beautiful sisters. <laughs> love them. Oh boy. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I I will chime in and say I have to admit I have seen some that will put on a wig that looks like a hat, and you have to look at it twice, and you look at it thinking, is that a hairy hat? And then you realize, oh man, that's a wig. Oh wow. And we're not laughing, believe me. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. Nobody's putting right. nobody down. You know, let let he without sin cast the first stone. Right. You know, that's how yeah. we live our lives. Believe me, we're just yeah. talking. It's just an observation. It's an I, observation. I, I, we ain't putting yeah. nobody down because the heart your your heart is, is where your life is, you know. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about nobody's personal being. We're just talking about the appearance uh-huh. aspect. So what you going to say, Kevin? Don't get twisted. Oh, I was okay. just going to say that um, I'm going back to what um, uh, the comedian said, um, um, Monique. She was talking about the women in the bonnets. Um, that's my gripe. Uh, me and somebody was talking about that earlier, about the women coming out with the bonnets on. And even the guys, they wearing the, you know, the little um, things that they supposed to put the waves uh the do rag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the wave do rag. Yeah, I that's my do-rag, I just yeah. can't get with that. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that concept. I just thought when you wear a bonnet or do rag that you're inside the home to to uh make your appearance look better once you come out. You know. But yeah. um hey and and the pajama thing, I can't get with that either, so I don't understand. Oh yeah. But that's that's one man. of my pet peeves. I don't like it yeah. if I go to a store and I see somebody yeah. walking around in pajamas. Sometimes they got on bedroom slippers. I don't yeah, understand. Like, why are you out in the street like that? Right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't do the head scarf, head rags, head no. tied up, bonnets, all of that. That's inside stuff. That's what you think, you know. But I guess we're old school. So, But if anybody got any questions or comments, please send us up tonight. Nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six, and press one. Yeah, if you're already on the line, just press one. You're not gonna catch me outside with my head in a scarf unless my house was on fire and I had to run out. 
because <laughs> otherwise it's, it's not just, gonna happen. It's crazy. But well, well, you know, I, I had a thought. Uh huh. Yeah, I had a thought earlier today. You know, as far as people dressing up to dress out, you know. We're in the world today, at least myself anyway, I'm, I'm content with myself, and I know that if I'm going to go out, I can dress out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we dress up to dress out, but but I can mm-hmm. be casual five days a week in some sweats, and I know my beard may need to be trimmed or I may need a haircut and things like that, but I'm going to keep myself presentable enough to, to, to walk the streets and live life and what have you, but we all know that we can dress up to dress out. But we gotta not make our overall appearance be just so sloppy that we're not they we're not appealing to regular life. Not society, but just to regular life. Just yeah. just making yourself presentable, you know. I mean sometimes you wanna run out like myself for example, I may wanna run out to get something real quick, but it, it, it catches me every time. When I go to run out, before I reach the doorknob I say, you know what, I need to I really need to wash my ass before I leave up out of here. You know what I mean? You you, I, I, you think you're going to run to Walmart or something real quick, but then you say, you know what, let me just really get right. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and saying wash my ass, that was just the terminology. But uh, sometimes if you run out, like and a lot of people do it, you go on Walmart and like you say, you see the pajama pants. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you look at people and you know they ain't wash nothing oh, yeah. when you see them. Because, right, you know it's so deep too, Walmart has a subway at the entrance in most of your Walmart. Sit in that subway sometime and eat you a sandwich and watch people walk in Walmart. That shit's like watching TV. Yeah, that's a whole show it's, right It's there. like watching TV. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on. Let me, let me get off my soapbox. Oh, all right. Let's lighten it up. Yeah. Oh, it's lighten it up time? All right, cool. I'm going to go first. For the weird news. It's time for the weird news where we give you some of the weird things we came across this week. And I've got the first one. This is the Indian government is asking citizens to hug cows on Valentine's Day. Now, this is coming out of New Delhi. India's government-run Animal Welfare Department has appealed to their citizens to mark Valentine's Day this year not as a celebration of romance, but as a cow-hugging day to better promote their Hindu values. Now, the Animal Welfare Board of India said on Wednesday that hugging cows will bring emotional richness and increase individual and collective happiness. I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but that's what they're putting out there. They said that devout Hindus who worship cows as holy say that the Western holiday of Valentine's Day goes against traditional Indian values. In recent years, Hindu hardliners have raided shops in Indian cities they burned Valentine's Day cards and gifts, and they chased uh, chased away hand-holding couples out of restaurants and parks, saying that Valentine's Day is just promoting promiscuity. I'm like, wow, y'all go hard. Now, they said that the cow has long been embedded in the Hindu psyche and is deeply respected by many uh, similar to one's mother. Okay. Okay, Uh, most states in India have banned cow slaughtering and the Animal Welfare Board's appeal, asking people, uh, they're appealing and asking people to go out physically and hug cows on the 14th of February. 
They don't mean like symbolically. They want you to actually go, go find a cow and hug that cow. Now, uh, a political analyst, I don't even want to try to mess up his name, said that the message that they're putting out there is absolutely crazy, and it defies logic to go and tell people to hug cows. But he said, unfortunately, this is now part of what the state has sanctioned. And basically he's saying that whatever happened to the separation of, like, church and state, he said, but y'all have crossed the line telling people ignore this holiday and hug a cow instead and all of this. But, you know, that's what they're doing. So if you are Hindu, they don't want you to celebrate Valentine's Day the way we do in this country and in other countries. They want you to go hug a cow. So you've been forewarned. <laughs> okay. That's, that's oh, my weird news. That's crazy. What would they don't want to be so commercialized, I guess, as as the U.S. is. So. I guess. Yeah, they're saying that, it's, you know, it promotes promiscuity. You know, people talking about love and giving people cards and gifts. I guess they figure one thing leads to another. Oh, okay. And before you know it, okay. I got bada bing, bada oh, boom. Okay. So they say go hug a cow instead. That don't make sense, but okay. Can you just on? Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Kevin, what's your right. weird news? Um, in Pennsylvania, firefighters removed cake pan from a two-year-old beer. Firefighters in Pennsylvania conducted an annual, I'm sorry, an unusual rescue when a two-year-old girl got her head stuck in an angel food cake pan. Her name is um Erin. Um, said her daughter. It's Quinley, okay, interesting name, was playing with an angel food pan that had its middle section removed when she put the pan over her head and became stuck. She um, wore it kind of like a shawl over her shoulders until the fireman got there. She also, um, she was a trooper. Um, She was still able to eat and drink while she had this tin around, around her head. Um, oh my God. <laughs> called 911. A firefighters from the um, Junction Fire County in Lewistown were summoned to the home. The firefighters used 10 snipes, uh, snips to cut through the pan and free the toddler. Uh, the fire company shared photos from the unusual rescue on Facebook. Really? Come on, y'all. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. That's what's going on in Pennsylvania. Cake pan. Angel food at that. Mm. Wow. Angel food. Okay. Cake pan. Mm. Okay. I know that woman must have felt some kind of silly to have to call the fire department to come and get a cake pan off of her daughter's head. That's crazy. Well, mm. that's because little girl was a trooper, so she sounded like she played with it until they got yeah. there. So. You need to keep her daughter out of her pots and pans. There you go. Mm-hmm. No more pots and pan plans. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, okay. Papa Didi. What's your weird news for the night? Um, this this is crazy. Aren't they all? This is this is real yeah. crazy, and I hope they don't accept this. This is a, a company. You know, companies always trying to make money and convincing somebody that their stuff is so fantastic. 
Okay, this company here is offering the city of Philadelphia, okay, Whiz Infused Lube. Whiz, which is Cheese Whiz. Now, now, mind you, Cheese Whiz is not the original cheese. I'm from Philly, originally West Philly. You know, Cheese Whiz, that yellow gook, gook shit, that's not, that's not the original cheese that goes on cheesesteaks. But see, when people came to Philly to get cheesesteaks, you know, celebrities and everybody and people on tours of Betsy Ross's house and Liberty Bell and everything, to make the cheesesteak faster, they get this big old can of cheese Whiz and they put like a stick in there and they put that on the steak and they have people to steak. Cheese Whiz is just artificial. It's almost like the butter on the popcorn yeah, at the movies. That's nasty. You know the butter on the popcorn yeah. in the movies? It's butter-flavored oil. I heard that butter on the popcorn in the movies, you can use that same oil in your car. Oh. <laughs> I'm bullshit. Anyway, anyway, cheese Whiz is not an ingredient for a real cheesesteak. The best cheese on cheesesteak is provolone. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now, February 9th, UPI. An adult entertainment company is offering the city of Philadelphia now. Philadelphia now. Philadelphia, let me let me get a backstory. Philly has a tradition of climbing poles when people win the championship. The Philly oh. and stuff like that. They climb okay. up on the street poles and they take pictures and they post them and all. They climb up the telephone poles, the light poles, and all that jazz. Just to give you a backstory. Now, an adult entertainment company is offering the city of Philadelphia. 1,540 gallons of cheese Whiz, like I said, mm-hmm. infused lube to prevent Eagles fans from climbing poles after the Super Bowl if they win. All right? The name of the place is called Cam Soder. Pull it up. Oh, okay. Legitimate company. Cam Soder says a truck loaded with 28 drums of lube, each containing 55 gallons, is being sent to the city of Philadelphia to help prevent the the famous rowdy crowds of Philly from climbing street poles, traffic lights, and all this stuff, you know, utility poles and structures if their team wins Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. So the company said that each drum contains 75% lubricant and 25% cheese Whiz, all right, a signature ingredient in the city's famous Philadelphia cheesesteaks, like I said. Now, this is lubricant and cheese Whiz. They want to spray on poles downtown to keep you from climbing the poles. We're going to get back with that. Hold that thought, okay? <laughs> Philadelphia has famously used substances before. Now, Philadelphia has used Crisco oil and hydraulic fluid on their own. Okay? Now, which is not bad. Come and get to that. Philadelphia has used Crisco oil and hydraulic fluid to keep people from climbing the poles. Philly's off the chain, really. All right, now. I have never heard of Now, the guy said, here's the owner of Cam Soder. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, we know the people of Philly love the Eagles. They love cheesesteaks and whiz. So we want to lend a helping hand to the Philadelphia fanatics, okay, who have been known to take to the streets to celebrate a huge sports victory including dangerously scaling light poles and telephone poles and all that jazz. Now, the guy's name is Dow Parker. He's the vice president of Cam Soder, okay, says in a news release, to protect, to protect the Radical Eagle fans against themselves, we want to hand-deliver a truck full of lube mixed with some delicious cheese whips that grease the light poles and the, and the, the – <laughs> 
Why you gotta put this? Let me finish. <laughs> he want to leave all this stuff, and that way he said, it. this way the city cannot use a tacky, a tacky aspect they were using, which is Crisco oil and some of. Now he's putting down Philly stat to use there, and he says, uh, but it's not clear as of Thursday or not the Philadelphia officials approved his offering. But how does that make it better? Because now it's got cheese. All right. Fake cheese mixed in oh, it? Well, now, what does cheese generate? Rats. Rats! Like, why would Give you... Give me a pound. Man. That's what I'm talking about. That's now, you're going to come to Philadelphia with your little cam soda company, and you're going to spray cheese whiz. I don't care what it's infused with, but what the rats going to say? Ain't this a bit... What do mouse eat? Unless they're Every, smart enough wait, to wait, know wait, it's wait, fake wait, cheese. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Every cartoon you've seen... In the world, but if it's Tom and Jerry, Mighty Mouse, what do mice eat? Cheese. Cheese. So, if you're going to spray stuff downtown Philly where there's rats running already, (laughs) and you're going to spray some cheese whiz on the pole. He's going to set it off. (laughs) The name of the cup, they're going on our kissing list later, Cam Soder, because these jokers ain't thinking. Okay, you're going to spray cheese on the pole, and the rat's going to be like, yeah, we don't give a fuck what y'all do. we going to eat that shit 3 o'clock oh, in the morning. Gosh. Woo! That's, that's my weird news. Wow. That, that's some crazy. That, right, that's crazy. Oh, God. I hope Philly doesn't accept Stay that. Stay tuned, because if Philly accepts that, you're going to hear it on next day from old girl on the nightly news on CBS. Oh, Hold up my God. Philadelphia is being overrun. With rats. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the Delaware River the other night. Rats are 4, running 000. off the pole. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's the repercussions of it. Anyway. Ooh, that's a mess. So stay tuned for that Philadelphia news because uh, when the people leave, the rats are going to definitely come and lick up their cheese. Oh, so. my gosh. That is just too, too, too much. Okay, on that note, we're going to take a quick pause, take a break, and we're coming back with, I'm just saying, I got to get myself together after that one. I can't get the vision out of my head now of rats running up the poles. That's some nasty stuff. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back on the other side of the break with, I'm just saying, going to talk about the roller coaster of racism. Stay tuned. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite Pajama Party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. So, Red Wine, her segment, uh, I'm Just Saying. What you got for us tonight, what I'm just saying, Oh, merci, merci. Well, tonight, my topic is the roller coaster of racism. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to talk about. Do tell, do tell. You know, it's Black History Month, and there's been so much stuff going on 
always, but particularly in the month of February, what I've been seeing is so many transgressions and microaggressions of racism on a daily basis. It's like being on a roller coaster and not the fun kind. And now it's the kids that are acting out and being impacted by the racism roller coaster. Mm. So we've got a middle school teacher, and these are just an excerpt of some of the stuff that's been going on that I've been seeing and reading. We got a middle school teacher out of Bexley, Ohio, who's now on leave and under investigation because she allowed the kids to have an image of an orangutan eating watermelon on a green screen that was behind two black students that were doing a video presentation of Black History Month facts. Hmm. Now, the students didn't know what was on the green screen behind them. Hmm. They're trying to do their black history facts, and here you got behind them an orangutan eating watermelon. Now, the teacher is claiming, oh, I don't know, I didn't know how, what, what, uh, she's trying to play dumb. I'm like, well, how did that happen? She thought it was fucking hilarious. She probably did. She thought it was hilarious. But now her behind has been suspended. They should have fired her, but they suspended her, and now she's under investigation. Mm -hmm. So that was one. Then you got these white students at a private school that spray painted uh, somebody's face and they're shouting the N-word, yeah, claiming, I'm, I'm oh, focused. you're my slave and all of that. I'm going to focus on that on my uh, living for the city. Okay. Then you got another one where is a boarding school in Tennessee. You had two students who posted a video full of racial slurs. They put it up on Snapchat. They were using all kind of racial slurs, making monkey noises. And then they said they were threatening to burn black people on a cross. Now, clearly, the comfort level from the video they posted, it was not the first time that they had done something like this. Now, they've been expelled, but even though you expel them out of school, you can kick them out of school, but you can't kick the racism out of their heart. That stuff is in them. I'm just saying, this roller coaster of racism is making everybody dizzy, including the perpetrators. Then there's this story out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. More than 200 students decided that they had had enough. They staged a walkout of their high school class after they were told by the leaders and administrators of the school that they had to modify their black history presentation that they were getting together to do at the end of the month. Mm. Because one of the administrators decided, uh, you can't talk about slavery and you can't talk about civil rights because it makes some of the administrators uncomfortable. So you need to take all, take the mention of slavery and civil rights out of your program you know, out of your presentation. Now, the school officials are denying that it went down like that, but they also then acknowledge that they need to at least, um, you know, let the students' concerns be heard. But my problem with that is you're saying you want to allow them to be heard, but you got to go beyond being heard. What you going to actually do about it? Now, these students said that they were ordered, ordered now to leave out major historical moments about slavery and about the civil rights movement because it made this administrator uncomfortable. I'm like, how uncomfortable does she think it was for black folks? 
either one, the fight for civil rights and to have to endure slavery, that's part of our history, it's part of our culture, and it's part of American history. It's not just black history, it's American history. And I'm sure some people would love to just skip right over the unpleasantness of slavery and and the fight for civil rights, for that matter. But wouldn't that be a lie? You can't just act like it didn't happen because it makes you uncomfortable, because it makes you squirm, because it's so unpleasant. How dare they tell these students to ignore their past just to make white folks comfortable? You got to be kidding me. This is why everybody needs to get off of this racism roller coaster because it ain't safe. This roller coaster is not safe. This thing could break in any moment, and everything and everybody is going to go flying in every direction. This is red wine. I'm just saying, enough with the racism roller coaster. Folk need to get real. Mm. That's all I'm saying. All right, man. Hello. I like that one. That was a good one. People crazy. <clears throat> yeah, they are. You're right. You're right about that. Hmm. Crazy and that's just a crazy. few incidents, you know. This is stuff that you see day mm-hmm. after day after day. Yeah. A brother yeah. got the police. I didn't even mention him. Brother got uh, AC, a, a, a air conditioning guy. He's just working, doing his job. Here come a Karen, cold cops on him. Yeah. Oh, like, why are you effing with this brother? He's just trying to fix somebody's AC unit. And here come Miss Karen. What are you doing? And because he didn't want to respond yeah. and give her a bunch of conversation, she gonna call a man on her. Mm. Like this stuff has got to stop. All right, I'm it sorry. Does. I'm done. I'm done for real now. You're you're in your soapbox. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna get off my box. I'm gonna pass it to Papa Didi because it's time for uh-huh. living for the city. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? Break it down. Ooh. I tell you what, it's very interesting. You know, I'm just so uh, I'm an old, I'm an old man now, but I'm I'm surely glad I was born when I was born, because I wouldn't trade it for the world. Because I had a father who was uh, one of the first black firemen of Philadelphia. You know, God rest his soul. My father died back in 2017. Um, and he told me my father was born 1924. Just to give you a little history of my father. And like I said, one of the first black firemen in Philadelphia. Now, he told me, and I said this before on the show, that when he came out of the Navy back in 19, between 1945 and 1947, they couldn't use their GI Bill in the suburbs. They had to move to the city. Remember I mentioned that before. Okay, now, they had to move to Philadelphia. They had to move to Wilmington. They had to move to Baltimore. They couldn't move in the outskirts because they were reserved for the white people using their GI Bill. See, racism had thicker, thicker layers back then, all right? But what gets me today is that the people who live in the suburbs and the people, the Karens that are walking around in the suburbs are descendants of our parents. And a lot of them are the grandchildren. They're not even the children. and But they're just trying to keep the lie alive. Because I'm sure their grandparents told them how they got the Chevy Chase and how they got to upper, you know, any affluent area in Maryland or affluent area in D.C. or affluent area like Levittown, Pennsylvania or Long Island, all of Long Island, New York, 
and black folks had to live in the city. But here's the reverse situation, because white folks now are coming back to the city. They don't want that suburban life no more. Okay, like I said before, the suburban life would originally start at the Desperate Housewives. Why? Because even though the white men were allowed to move to the suburbs, they still had to come down to the city to work their jobs because all the office buildings was in the city. But while they were coming to the city to work their job, their wife was fucking everybody. The mailman, the pool guy, everybody, the electrician, the cable guy, anybody that came in the neighborhood, they were so desperate that's where the term came from, desperate housewives. So now everybody's the now the next generation don't want to drive forty five minutes to the suburbs anymore. So it's it's changing. They don't want the septic tanks. They don't want the propane tanks. They want to be connected to the electric bill and the gas bill like the Negroes in the city. That was the advantage how God gave us our blessings by saying, Okay, you live in the city, there's a telephone pole, you can get your phone, there's electric wire, you can get your electric there's, a, you know, there's a water, you can get your water, but out in the suburbs, you need a septic tank, you need a propane line, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, it, you know, your electric got to be generator, it, it's crazy. You out there and all that big stuff, but, you, but anyway, I just want to put the history before I get on my soapbox with this here. Now, <clears throat> here we go. First of all, the loop is real. Everybody's on a loop of what their grandparents taught them. That's why everybody, these, a lot of these white folks are just doing the same stuff because their grandparents were so ignorant that they can only teach them but so much intellect because they have no intellect. So now that's why you got your Karens and everything because their mind is so, and then black folks are so, like, versed on their black parents that, you know, it's like, wow. That's why when a Karen comes at you, you're saying, damn, why does Karen come at me so strong? Like, because they're scared to death of what they had. They want to keep what they got because it's been passed down to them, and they know where you're living down below, and they don't want you to come up and take what they had. We don't want that shit. We just want some fairness. We don't want what you got. But anyway, just to get on what you said about that situation, that was a school called the St. Hubert Catholic School in Philadelphia. Now, these girls are high school students. It's an all-girl Catholic school. Now, I don't know if you've seen on the news. They were in a, I don't know if they was in a locker room or whatever. One girl was spraying another girl's face with black paint, another white girl. It was all white girls together. And somebody recorded and posted it. She was spraying the girl's face and saying, you're black now, you're black now. And then when she got done spraying, now she's spraying her with a can of spray paint that you would get from Home Depot. Now, we know how toxic that spray paint is. The girl was coughing and gagging, <laughs> but she still was going along with it. And as she got done spraying her, <laughs> I'm black, I'm black, this black history month. The white girl playing along with it after the white girl sprayed her in the face. I said, now, both these bitches are crazy as fuck, okay? One girl is spraying her in the face, the other girl choking, choking dying from fixation of Emma, what, you, you don't even want to spray spray paint when you're just messing around trying to refurbish a piece of furniture in the driveway. And she's spraying this shit right in the girl's face. Now, I got a video I'm going to play of this girl spraying this girl in the face. Just so you can hear how these young white girls is so... And I wouldn't even call them racist. They're ignorant because they're high school girls. So the people that taught them 
their mothers, their aunts, their cousins and grandparents had the same loop. You know, when you're on a loop like that, you learn the same stupid shit. The loop, the loop, the loop. And now it's filtered down to 14 and 15-year-olds. The stupid loop that your girl uh, Marjorie Green is on. Anybody that's in Congress is on that loop. That Ray, Ted, what's his name, Cruz? Uh-huh. Ted Cruz, or that loop. Anybody that's on that loop, the, the boys used to do the duck hunting. What's their name, uh? With the beards and all. Remember the Duck oh, guy? Duck Dynasty. Duck guy. Dynasty. They're on that loop. That means that you have limited intelligence about the world. You know what your racist grandfather taught you. But as black folks, our intelligence goes deeper than that. So therefore, we know more shit. That's why when you act crazy, we we be like, what the fuck? Because you know that your, grand, your, your parents who were born in the 20s or the 30s, you're saying, well, damn, that ain't, that ain't the shit I learned. You know, and you're, you're convinced that your parents was giving you the skinny because we've been through it. You know, we like, white folks, they love for us to entertain us, but we still got to come in the back door. Mm. What kind of bullshit is that? Oh, yeah, Sammy Davis Jr., come in and tap dance and do Mr. Bojangles and all that shit, but you got to use the back entrance. That was some bullshit. Entertain me, but use the back door. Mm-hmm. Fuck is that about? Anyway, this is my language. The black folks went along with it. Well, we had no choice. You know, they, like Martin Luther King said, be nonviolent because Martin Luther King knew how crazy those motherfuckers were. He said, don't try to fuck with them because they're crazy as fuck. Anyway, I'm going to play this video of these girls. It was a woman doing a commentating of this, and then she actually showed a video. So check this out real quick. Um, I noticed, though, how they word this statement. Earlier today, it came to our attention that a handful of students, it's like they're downplaying it um, by saying only just a few of our students had posted this mess. Um, let me go ahead and cut to this video. Now, this is the girl, that, that, that little hissing in there that you heard was spray paint, black spray paint, coming out of a can directly in this girl's face, in her eyes, and her mouth, and her nose. And the girl, when she got done getting her, 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 her face sprayed up, she said, I'm black and I'm proud. This is Black History Month. And the girl was like, oh, my God, your mother's going to freak out when she sees this. And like I said, you may have heard just a bunch of rhetoric being was over a speaker and all. But these are white girls in a room just having fun with the whole black thing. But they're only 13, 14 years old, and they don't really understand. They're caught up in the loop, like I said. The loop is small. The loop is a small circle that they've learned over and over again by ignorant people that taught them. And it's just so sad that it's been trickled down to the teenagers because the grandfather, the father, and now the, the, the father's children, now their children, are still fucking ignorant after all these years. Whew. Think about that. 
Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to get off my soapbox with that. But uh, it's just it's just amazing. And it goes back all the way to the GI Bill, 1945, when blacks came out of the service and couldn't move to the suburbs. And this is when this is what the suburbs look like now. And the black kids, thank goodness it wasn't done to no black kids, but black kids go to this Catholic school in Philadelphia. And the parents want, I tell black people, pull your kids out of that school. Because then you got the, the archdiocese that runs it, you know, the nuns and shit. And then you got the principal who's white. And they only slap them on the wrist by saying, we're going to spend them for a few days. You know, because white folks don't crucify white folks. Just like you see when you got different crimes. They shoot the shit out of black people. But white folks go away after killing five people in the guy that killed the people in uh, Buffalo in the supermarket. He came out in fucking handcuffs after killing seven, eight people. You know, I, like I said, I'm going to leave it alone. Ooh. Leave it alone. That was a yeah. yeah, that school said, well, we're going to discipline them in accordance with the school handbook. Yeah, with the handbook, yeah. I'm like, what, you have something in your handbook that says, in the like event said, of racist situations, think about the loop. this is how it's we handle it. It's all about the loop, the loop of intelligence, the loop of what your your, fore, your forefathers have taught you. Their loop is so small Ooh. that it's, 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 anyway... Like I said, stay woke. That's all I can say. Stay woke, please. Mm. You know, stay woke. That's some sad stuff. Wow. Mm. Then all that was going on. It was mm. just crazy. Oh, that's crazy. just the tip of the iceberg. It's so much uh, crazy see. stuff going on in the schools. Yeah, pull up the video. Like I said, the school is called uh, St. Uh, you said it's in Philadelphia? Yeah, St. Saint, Saint Hu- Saint Hubert Catholic Hubert. School. It's on YouTube. St. Hubert Catholic School. The girl spraying the other girl in the face with black paint, and she's saying, "I'm black. I'm black." Yeah, tell my now you a slave. Now you a slave. I want you to. Uh, I want you to do my laundry. Yeah. He said, "When I get done, you are gonna do my laundry." And see, now they got the whole depiction of slavery. What they think is slavery, but nobody messes with the Holocaust. How heavy is that? Yeah. When you joke with the Holocaust, now they're gonna crucify you like Kanye West and take away your money oh, and yeah. and uh, other yeah, boy Kyrie Irving, Kyrie that. Irving, the mm-hmm. basketball player, mm-hmm. they messed him up for a few weeks. But you could talk about slavery all day long, make jokes about the shit, and nobody anyway. Okay. Stay woke is all I can say. Stay woke. Ooh. All right, mm. we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with Kettle. She's gonna give us the scoop on what's happening in the entertainment world. On the other side of the break, it's the Pajama Party. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party adult online radio talk show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service.
<laughs> All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of the hosts, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. All right. It's time to go out west to Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood and see what's happening in Hollywood La-la-la. these days. La La Land. You ready for that, Kettle? Mm. Waiting on you, Bobby. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Take it away. All right, all right. Well, you enlighten me on this one, Papa. I'm going to give it to you on this one. Um, Damar okay. Hamlin, he joins his first responders who saved his life at the 2023 NFL Honors. More than a month after his uh, cardiac arrest, Buffalo Bill safety Damar Hamlin made a surprise appearance at the NFL Honors event to help honor uh, the people who treated him for his medical emergency. Um, he goes on to say, every day I am amazed that my experience could encourage so many others across the country and across the world. All right. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter what the circumstances is. Um, I thought that was pretty powerful. I mean, all the first responders came out, and then all of a sudden he comes out on stage, and um, he says that, so. Um, kudos to him. I mean, he still has a long way to go, but they say he still will be able to um, play um, football in the future. So I can't wait to, you know, see what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Um, He gave a good speech, too. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. Um, If you hadn't had enough of White Men Can't Jump, guess what? It's coming back again. White Uh Men Can't Jump. Uh, we make officially release its first teaser, um, starring um, Sinqui Walls and Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow is a, a R&B singer, white guy R&B singer. Um, the um, original '92 movie starred Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, of course. And the remake uh, snippet features Harlow and Walls uh, starting a two-on-two game of basketball. When Harlow's character says he may not even have enough to cover his game. I guess he's a, you know, that's how they become friends and, and start the scam. I, I think everybody knows that the movie White Man Can't Jump. But uh, this is going to be a re- reboot on Hulu on uh, May 19th. So look out oh, for that. Okay. That should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you people, um, you said you checked it out, Papa Didi. The big controversy on You People is the kiss. Uh, you People Kiss with Lauren London and Jonah Hill was reportedly fake. That's to um, the CGI. Uh, the studio <laughs> not confirmed if they really like lips or not. In the um, new Netflix film, You People co-stars Lauren London and Jonah Hill did not kiss during the wedding scene at the end of the movie. Interesting. Mm. Um, they did the um, the CGI uh, thing, so I guess they went in for the kiss, but the rest was done by um, the CGI. Um, one of the guys that played in the film, um, one of his best friends, he um, was on a podcast and he was talking about um, that it didn't happen because he was actually there on the set, and. Uh, it stars Eddie Murphy, uh, Julia uh, Lewis Dreyfus, Nia Long, Dea DeCoffney, Um, and it was written by um, Kenya Barrett. Everybody knows them from Blackish and all of that. So that's interesting. 
But uh, it was a decent film. I think a one to ten. I gave it a six, six and a half maybe. Um, you know, but I think the characters to me were not believable. Um, and if you look at the film, they didn't kiss one time. Um, they were in the bed, but it didn't look like anything happened. Um, they just weren't. They didn't have the chemistry to me. Yeah, that's the word, chemistry. They didn't have that chemistry. So, um, also Kevin Costner. Haven't heard his name in a while. He told Clive Davis and how um, Clive Davis impacted Whitney Houston. All right. Uh, he is recognizing music producer Clive Davis impact on the late Whitney Houston's life. Um, he made a speech and he said, um, I want to say something that I've never said before. He said, um, neither of us in the end could protect your beloved Whitney, but your fingerprints on her life are clean, my friend. You were a miracle in her life. He's, you know, talking to Clive Davis about it. So um, he goes on to say, thank you for being her quote-unquote bodyguard. So... I thought that was pretty neat. That was um, uh, Clive Davis' uh, party uh, before the Grammys. So he was there. Um, He made that speech, right? Um, Well, if you guys are uh, fans of Jihada De La of the Food Channel, she is leaving after 20 years on the Food Network. She is leaving. Oh, not Jihada. Yes, yes. After nearly 20 years, as one of the newest, uh, the network's most recognized faces, the Emmy-winning host, uh, has signed a multi-year deal with Amazon Studios. Jahada will develop and and executive produce original unscripted programming for Amazon, including projects featuring the chef in front of the camera. Uh, So when she started, she was 30-something years old. She's 52. Um, So uh, kudos to her. I mean, you know, I guess they're looking for some new faces. Plus, I mean, money is money. I guess you're going to move on to bigger and better things, you know. Um, yeah, so uh, that's my Hollywood wrap-up tonight, short and sweet. All right. Ooh. Appreciate it. I'm still tripping off of Giada. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. I- yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed moves. her. Yeah, she makes yeah. moves. Yeah, her and um, Bobby Flay yeah. and um, some other ones. They were one of the first to be on the Food Network. So I guess she said it's time to move on. So why not? So. Hmm. Yeah, everybody was all in her business, you know, about her life and everything. Yeah. It was rumored yeah. she was sleeping with Bobby Flay. It's crazy. She fine as hell. I tell different. you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she fine as hell. She should have been like she has to work. Yeah, I mean, she came from the De La Renta family. She came from the family royalty. Yeah. Yeah, she did. The grandfather's in the movie, so, yeah, she should have. But this was her calling, I guess, you know. So. Yeah. All right. Toodles to her. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to add a shout-out to uh, the family of Burt Baccarat, who passed oh, away. Oh, right. He passed, right. Yeah. This week. Yeah, we lost Burt Baccarat. World famous yeah. music composer. If you're not oh, familiar sure. with his music, you probably heard it and didn't know it was Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. Right. Yeah, look, look him up. Yeah. Uh, he, he, 
he was a gem for sure. He wrote a lot and uh, yeah. wrote a lot for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Condolences yeah. to his family. All right, right Papa D. Um, uh, oh, I'm go sorry. ahead. I, did, I forgot to mention a couple of birthdays. Uh, Chris Rock, February 7th. Michael B. Jordan, February 9th. I'm quite sure he's all on Instagram. Uh, you know, the Harvey girls probably wishing him a happy birthday. Um, let me see. Gibeon, um, his birthday is 21st. And um, the weekend in Ice Tea is uh, uh, the 16th of February. So his birthday oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, yeah. happy, happy. Happy birthday. What, what, we're, we're in the Aquarius uh, stage, huh? I don't know. Yes, we are. Yeah. Age of Aquarius. Yes, we are. Yeah, Aquarius. You got Capricorn. Oh, okay. Capricorn's around Christmas. Jesus Christ was a Capricorn, as they say. Anyway, we're going to look at the kisser list. The kisser list is uh, people that showed their butt hiney. Oh, yes. Um, let's talk about the whole... Um, the whole Republican Party at the uh, State of the Union. Oh, my it, it really amazes me how people clap and don't clap, and you know, one side of the room claps. Is that some type of unification thing? I don't. I never understood that. Yeah, I never that's what they that. do. It's, it's, it's just so divided. Anyway, uh, hip hop producer guy named The Dream. Mm-hmm. He was the one in the white suit behind Beyonce at the uh, at the Grammys. When he accepted that first award for her. Oh, when she was late getting when she there. she was late getting there, she won the award. He came over there and got the award for her. You're and he about said... Now Rogers? No, this is... Uh, the Dream. The, the Dream, the guy with the oh. white suit on. He oh, got okay. a microphone. He said... But they blinked it out, but he when they put down what he said, he said, y'all niggas know that we on... We on C... Black folks be on C... Niggas be on CP time. Oh, when he said when he really? was accepting her, yeah. So yeah. what gets me to just elaborate on that just a little teeny bit, you know, people like him. Now he's a producer and everything, but you know, I'm so tired of black people putting out black folks' trade secrets. You know, the things we say mm-hmm. that we made famous, like itis and things like that, and you know, the stuff, the different terminology that we use. You got some black folks that just can't wait to tell white folks all our inner secrets and shit, you know, the stuff, like when we say stuff like, uh, 5011 or, uh, umpteen, umpteen years and different stuff we say that there's been our black lingo from our ancestors. There's, you got some black folks out here that love to patronize white folks and just tell them everything about our, our makeup. And it's well, just I didn't appreciate him to get up there and just what I call showing your behind. Yeah. Y'all know niggas Why on you TV get up in time. Front of all of those folks a lot of white folk and say niggas and then say CP time to follow up behind that. And the same thing I was saying about mm. Chris Rock uh-huh. and all of them in the beginning. Yeah. Why y'all keep beating up on each other? All of y'all are successful millionaires. Yeah. All y'all came from the fucking hood. No, so respect to one another. Anyway, let's that's move probably, on. That's probably, that's probably why now Rod just jumped up there and said, look, let's not have a disgrace to Beyonce because she's yeah. all that in a bag of chips. Let me go up there and represent. And I'm glad he yes. did. I mean, now, let me now. class it up a little and bit. And let me tell you something. Niles Rogers yes. is a man. That's my hero. I oh, love yeah, that I man. Yes, he is. Love him. Love, okay, love, love him. Yeah, anyway. Uh, like you said. Okay, mm-hmm. all, the, all the rude and disrespectful, like I said before, Republicans that were showing off at the uh, State of the Union. 
you know, uh, your girl, uh, yeah, Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Green. Taylor Green, telling her little Crazy. fur thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're a liar. You're a liar. You lie. Yeah, you know, like the other guy said to Barack that time. <laughs> you got Brett Favre, who's the Hall of Fame quarterbacker. Now he done took millions from the welfare people. Now he's suing Shannon Sharp and a few other people for disgracing him. Well, they need to take your fucking yellow jacket from you because you don't. You never deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame anyway. Now you're up in Mississippi showing your ass, and now you're going to act like you want to yeah, you don't counter sue somebody. Welfare fund. How are you going to try to counter sue somebody when your ass is on a hot seat? Brett Favre, give me a break. You really wasn't that good of a football player. You and Aaron Rodgers can really kiss my ass. Yeah, and he and Aaron mad because they called like, him out, but who else we got? Yeah, anyway, you got uh, whoever sent the Chinese spy balloon in, in the sky. Yeah. And um, thank God we shot it. We just shot another one down, too, over uh, Alaska, Yeah, uh, I think, today. Yeah, today I saw yeah, that one. Yeah, so anytime that balloon go up, shoot it down. Stop debating that shit and let it record all over the world. <laughs> Teachers who use uh, racist lessons and then play dumb when they act like somebody called them on it, okay? Yeah, They want to do all kind on. of stuff, you know. And these are young teachers that don't know no better. Oh, some of them aren't young. You got Missouri Republicans that control the state house for voting against uh, banning children from opening, uh, carrying, carrying guns on public land without a belt supervision. Yeah, how crazy is that? You can do that. They voted against banning kids carrying guns. I'm like, wait a minute, what is wrong with y'all? People are just ignorant. They're ignorant. They, you know, the one thing I always tell people, and, all, and people for always to know. That a lot of people in this world was not raised like you were raised. Yeah, if you was true. raised by a decent family, whether you had a, a single single family or you had a mother and father in your home, whatever the situation it was, you know, we still as black folks got mad knowledge mm-hmm. in our life from the neighborhood, from knowledge, the street, the block morals, we lived on, morals and everything. And, and a lot of people just don't have that. So stop going in the world thinking everybody matches you. They don't match you. Yeah, you are right. the queen. You are the king, and you are the queen. Yeah, Always yeah. roll like that. Other jokers are just faking it, you know, till they yeah. make it. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, I got the St. Hubert uh, school where they paint the girls' face. The white girls in the little lounge painting each other's face. And the, the one girl, on the, wrist the one girl gagging like crazy. She coughing and gagging because it was mm-hmm. it was black spray paint from Home Depot that you're not supposed to spray in your face. But she like ah. Then she get done coughing. She says, I'm a slave. I'm a slave. I'm like, no, bitch, you crazy. And you'll probably die of fucking lung cancer. Anyway, that's another story. And we got uh, Cam Soder. The people that wanted to sell (laughs) Philadelphia some cheese whiz to pull on the poles. So when it drifts down off the poles, the rats rats are going to come out of the Delaware River. And Philly's going, downtown Philly's going to be full of rats because they let cheese with a cheese soda spray cheese. Cheese whiz infused lube <laughs> is what they were trying to get Philly to do. Oh my God. Oh boy. Anybody else? Uh, that's Ethel, all I got. Cattle, you got anybody for the kiss it list? That's all I got. Roger Cadell for making so much money. Yeah, I told you, he's making a yeah, fortune. That's another Not to mention the staff. You know who also works for Roger Cadell? The old police mm-hmm. chief from, from Washington, D.C. Remember the young lady oh, with the yeah, blonde hair? Yeah, NFL, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, with the, she's with the NFL. And also a guy yeah. named Troy Benson, 
True Vincent is from my town, Trenton, New Jersey. She, she went where the money was. I don't blame her. Oh, well, yeah, follow the money. money. Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah. have a special gift Cass, for everybody. Cassie Lanier, that's her name. Oh, yeah, Lanier, that's right. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. we got a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List, and here it is. Kiss my entire Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dini. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's right. down to the last word. We've done what we came to do tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Papa Dini, what's your last word? My last word is, first of all, thank you for uh, our audience for listening to our show. We try to really be as informative as we can. Like I said, excuse my language sometimes, but sometimes I curse just to make my story sound better. You know, I don't mean to disrespect, and if anybody has a heart of, uh, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect you in any way. But, um, you know, that's what we do. We're uh, we're here to be informative about what's up. And uh, thanks for supporting us. That's all I can say. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you need an outlet to find out where to get the news that we need to know. Because I tell you, the networks nowadays, believe me, they control the narrative. But they want to report, they report it the way they want to report it. So, don't believe the hype. Well, anyway, this is Red Wine, and my last word is, like Papa Didi said, we try to give it to you straight. No chasing. No chasing. With a hint of entertainment. But it's what we like doing, and we hope you enjoy it, too. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Happy Black History Month. Yeah. Kevin, what's your last word? Um, yeah, thanks again to the audience for listening tonight. And you can always catch us um, on Apple Tunes, Deezer, Spotify. Um, check out com, um, or you can just call the number 914-803-4306 and hit us up on Friday night. Um, join the conversation sometime. Um, if you got something to talk about, we don't know about, we don't know everything, we think we do. But um, just give us a call, and we can start the conversation. So uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, hope you listen on next week as well. One last word. All right. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to say goodnight, and we'll do it again next Friday night. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight, and stay woke. And goodnight. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Ciao. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabadeji, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko.
I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool people will be too close to now. I'm a party.